0: Hello again. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm delighted to be back with you again. For those of you who are new to this podcast, you will hear interviews with industry experts, with those people that have been walking the talk for many, many years, whether it be suppliers, providers to the industry, property managers, or independent owners who are sharing their stories and their experiences with you. And on the odd occasion, I'll do a solo episode that uh, that really is some of my reflections on what it's like to be, to, well, to have been working in the industry for over 25 years. A uh, bit frightening, actually, the the rate that time passes, how quickly it passes. It uh, doesn't seem very long ago I was saying, you know, I've been in the industry for 20 years and now we're at 25 and counting, and I will probably be doing this in another ten or fifteen years. So yeah, you can watch those numbers racking up. So we're just approaching our or well we're approaching, we are in our busy summer season now and and already experiencing some of the crazies. And you know what I'm talking about. Anybody who's who's involved in the business knows that not everybody is the most wonderful guest who does who Who comes along, enjoys the property, leaves a five five star review, and goes home happily sharing their experiences with all their friends, just occasionally you get one or two that bring you something that you haven't experienced before, you know some issue or some comment or complaint, and you think that came out of left field and just this last week, we've had a heat wave here in ontario and and we knew we were going to get some issues about about heat. I mean, our, our properties in general do not have air conditioning. They're all on the water. Some of them are small, you know, two, one, two bedroom cabins. Um, They've been there for generations. They, they don't have the capacity for air conditioning and the owners have never felt the need to do it. You know, you've got water on your doorstep. Every one of them has private waterfront. So if you need to cool down, then really it's out of the door into the water. But yes, this last weekend, we had uh, a lady contact us to say that she was extremely unhappy that we hadn't told her how hot it was going to be, and it was completely unbearable. The cottage they rented didn't have AC, and, and she had left a day early, and she wanted a complete refund. Um, and we couldn't quite get our heads around this one. You want a refund because it was hot. Now, I've, I've heard, of, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised because we, we hear a lot about guests going for a weekend somewhere and they plan for it and then it rains and then they want the refund because it rained. And, and I just wonder, is this, is this where we're going? Is this where the business is going now? We have to meet all these high demands, unprecedented demands now from our rental guests, even when it involves the weather and the climate. And so, you know, you, you book a vacation and the weather doesn't play nice. So people are expecting to get their money back. You know, I, I really, I I felt for everybody that was, that was up in cottage country this weekend because the weather was very, very hot. And also the mosquitoes were horrendous. And same lady said that, um, they had issues with mosquitoes um they didn't expect there to be mosquitoes well we we do warn all our guests beforehand about cottage country that there are flying insects of all types i mean i was i was out in the water at my property yesterday and got chased out by deer fly um there was just a swarm of deer fly descended we had to really take a quick exit from the lake it's part of the fabric of this type of what we call it adventure. But it all comes down to educating guests beforehand, making sure they know what to expect even before they book. Because we don't, there's, there's certain people that we just don't want to come to our properties because they shouldn't be coming out of the city at all. Um, but if they do, we want them to be fully educated as to what to expect. I did see a Facebook post this morning uh, talking about. You know, the complaints that people make and one contributor to one Facebook group talking about the guests she currently has who have complained about everything. The California king beds are too small. The pool is too small and the waves are too big. So I'm, I'm expecting that that owner will just get out her remote control and just um, flick on the uh, the wave control module so that they can reduce the waves in the ocean to make it more comfortable for their guests. But you never know. I would love to hear what, what you're hearing from your guests. And if you're getting some sort of eye-popping issues, please let me know. I'd, I'd just love to hear them because they're getting – I, I think they're getting more and more bizarre. So that aside, today's guest is a great friend of mine. And in fact, um, she and I, together with uh, our other friend, Andy McNulty, will be presenting at the VRMA conference in Las Vegas in October. We're doing a presentation on the guest experience. And it's Tayan Marsink. And if you haven't heard of Tyane, then, yeah, I should think everybody's heard of Tayan. Tayan's an amazing photographer. Um, I interviewed her way, way back at the beginning of the, uh, the podcast many years ago and we talked about photography and a lot of what uh, Tyanne has said about photography I've implemented in my properties and with my business. But we're not talking to Tyanne about photography today, we are talking about a new project that she's just completed and that's really fascinated me so Tyanne has recently completed a renovation project on on a property that was not a vacation rental, but it now is. And I wanted to talk to her about, you know, every everything that um that that she considered before first of all buying the property, secondly entering into the renovation process, and thirdly to talk about how she's attracting new guests to this property, how she's doing the marketing. And what tips she has to give anyone who is thinking about doing a similar project. So without further ado, let's move on over to my chat with Tyane Marsink. Well, I'm here today with Tyane Marsink of Marsink Designs and the VR Mastered Bootcamp. And I'm going to get Tyane Tyann, to, um, to talk about that a bit later on. But first of all, welcome, Tyann. How lovely to have you back on the show.
1: Thank you, Heather. I'm quite honored to be asked um, back again. This is amazing.
0: Oh, well, it's wonderful to have you. It was so good to catch up in San Antonio. Um, you did the VR Mastered One Day event there, and I know that went down really, really well. I love the fact that you you have people who've done your boot camps come back to do them again.
1: Mm-hmm. We have um, somebody coming back for the third time in a row. Actually,
0: I, I think I think that's great. It's testament. Well, of course, it's testament to the to to what you're doing with these groups and the um, the education that you're giving them, but also for the networking opportunities. Because I I know when I've talked to people who've done the boot camp, they um mm-hmm. they they talk a lot about maintaining these relationships over time and you told me recently because you did the um the the avro webinar recently and i remember you saying there that some of them are now going to stay in each other's properties
1: yes it it is it's amazing to see how these random people from all over the world i mean because we've had people from canada and mexico and australia and of course the united states and they meet And now they're traveling and visiting each other and encouraging one another. That's what I love is, you know, everybody is uplifting and encouraging one another.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the greatest thing about this industry. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing a little, a few cracks appearing recently. And I think it's just because there's so many people now here. It used to be a very small, cozy little network of people yeah, everybody was kind to one another. Unfortunately, I'm just seeing a few cracks appearing here and there where people are being a little less than kind, and I and I hope that's yeah. that's not the measure of things to come.
1: I agree completely.
0: Yeah. Anyhow, we'll 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 have a quick chat about VR Mastered, the next VR Mastered bootcamp, when we get to the end of this, and we can. Share, share briefly I couldn't say share briefly what we're planning on doing at VRMA but I'm not sure we know just yet what we're planning on doing there. Um,
1: we haven't even announced what's going on yet so it's still under wraps and everybody listening eventually you'll find out. Um, I, I feel like I, my, my, my favorite thing about um, creating something new is that little bit of intrigue and slowly releasing little bits at a time and building anticipation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So this- absolutely. I think I think all we need to say now that probably for the first time and maybe one and only time in our lives we can say we're on the stage at the MGM Grand Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> I know, right? And then and then in my head I'm thinking, you know what? There's a joke somewhere in this. Okay, a Canadian, American and a Brit. <laughs>
0: I'm but sure. We'll have, I, Maybe we'll put we'll that out to, to tender.
1: I, I know, right? <laughs> so if, if anybody's got some guesses, I uh, may as well put, leave something in the comments, see, see what you think's going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, Tyanne, let's talk about what what you've been up to. And for the benefit of those listeners who perhaps haven't um haven't come across you before or or, or have or, or haven't um listened to the previous podcast we do can you just give us a brief uh outline of of the properties that you uh that you currently uh own the, the original properties that you had before you started on this new project
1: actually 11 years ago this week i signed the contract for my first property and the next stage. I put it up on VRBO and I we had not even dug a single hole in the ground yet. All we did was sign the contract to build a house. And uh, I immediately put my listing up with photos from um, the model house. And that was in Branson, Missouri. And it was finished um, very shortly, July, August, September, October, November, in about three and a half months. And we went in, set it up in Five days with a two-month-old on my hip, four-bedroom house with three levels, four bathrooms, big family room. Uh, We left that morning and our first guest arrived that afternoon. So quite an undertaking. You know, I I was eight, nine months pregnant doing this and then having a baby and putting, you know, arranging everything. Um, On top of that, Branson is a good three-and-a-half hour drive from where I live. So I really have had to plan things out, and people who know me personally know that I am not a planner. I am a procrastinate, work best under pressure, and <laughs> figure things out as I go along. And have these you know, I'll get brilliant ideas at the last second, and then be like, okay, will this really work in the time frame I have? So we will see. Um, so that was my first property, and at that time. There were 12 properties that slept 13 people or more in the Branson area. So I made sure I could sleep 13 or more so I could be property number 13. And Branson is the number two destination in the country for group travel, just behind DC, above New York City. And this was rated several years ago by TripAdvisor. And I knew I had to focus on those larger groups and um so that first property did amazing two years later we went ahead and built a second property just down the street so the same neighborhood community and then um after that i got the itching to do something else but i wasn't sure what and uh through some different life circumstances uh i became sole owner for two properties that were local Uh, one i've kept long-term property the other property was a long-term rental And then I found out that the guests were dealing marijuana and I'm like, uh, no, 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 this ain't happening. I am not owning a drug house. Sorry. So immediately got them evicted. Thankfully, Missouri has really, really great laws when it comes to illegal activities. So I got them out within, well, I could have had them out in three days, uh, but I told the sheriff, I said, no, let's just post on her door that we're coming and give her, I think I gave her about 36 hour notice. And I said, you need to be out in 36 hours. And so when I arrived at 10 AM on that Wednesday with the sheriff, uh, she was just finishing up and I said, okay, uh, is I'm going to walk through and I'm going to assess damage. And so I walked through with her. She says, is there anything else I can do? Um, you want me to vacuum? I said yes. I will come back this afternoon. I need this place vacuumed out, and after that, I will assess damages and get back to you in a couple of days. The thing is, is when you evict somebody like that, they had there's a court date, and that court date was less than a week away. And I could withdraw the court date if I was happy, or um, we could go to court. And she would have this on her record, and she would not be able to rent another place. Uh, Thankfully, she was very motivated, and I gave her a price that she accepted, and she paid the damages, and I dropped the court case. Mm -hmm. However, there was quite a bit of damage in the house, and um, I I only asked for an amount that I knew that she could gather. I did not ask for the full amount. I think I assessed damage that time to be around $4,000. I asked her for five hundred. dollars uh, by the end of getting the place livable again, I think I was closer to $10,000 putting into this little house. At that point, I said, you know what? Union, Missouri has no vacation rentals, no short-term rentals. The only lodging in our little town was Super 8. Nothing against the local Super 8. They stay booked Every single weekend, they're pretty much booked out. They do an amazing business. But I knew there were people coming to the area that would not want to stay at the Super 8. Because we have one of the best industrial parks, um, the very first official green industrial park in the state. And we have some really amazing industries in there. I mean, ones that deal with military stuff, um, things like that. So I thought, well, I'll just... Furnish this tiny two-bedroom house that's 744 square feet, I think was is it. And we'll see what happens. I've got that my payments are low enough, my my running costs are low enough, I've already made it livable. Let's give it six months, see what happens. So I went ahead and did that. And now instead of getting, you know, six hundred and twenty-five dollars a month at a long-term rental, I am making triple that sometimes four or five times that and I was very very happy so now that one's been open for a year it's a cute little house Um, it's called the Hoover house and I I created a new brand as well so I have my two vacation homes and they've got their little brand and then this time around being at home, I created a different brand because I knew I'd want to add to that brand eventually. So it's Missouri House. And I did the German spelling since uh, I have quite deep roots um, in German and local. Mm -hmm. So H-A-U-S, Missouri House. And uh, so the Hoover House, H-A-U-S, is what it became. And I've done a lot of old school marketing for it. And I accept dogs. So now I, I actually host a lot of people coming in for dog competitions at the Perina Farms Event Center. Um, you probably recognize the name Perina, mm. the big dog food place. Um, their event center is only 15 minutes away. So a lot of people are coming in and staying at my place to compete. And I've had up to six dogs at my, my house. Which I know some people are like, oh my gosh, dogs. And oh my gosh, six dogs. But... In my view, if they're coming in to compete on a national level, these dogs are going to be great. And I know that the owners will treat my property very well if they're traveling to come compete. So I am not only happy to host them, like overly happy to host them, I also give them a discount when they're competing dogs.
0: Hey, give me, give me six dogs over six kids any day. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've said this over again. You know, dogs don't eat Cheetos on the couch, generally. They, they don't Crayola on the walls, unless, unless they're very clever. I love to accept dogs in my proper... You know, couples with dogs? Yes, please.
1: Uh, oh, I know, I know. And then dogs also don't take the billiard balls and throw them at the big screen TV. Ah, yeah, you're probably right. They don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, and if they did, I mean, that's one talented
0: dog yes well that's that's our little plug for being pet friendly
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes it it adds income because i do charge additional for dogs and um i found the the people that travel with a dog they're willing to one pay more for the to have their dog with them and they're willing to pay more for a nicer property because i the feedback i've gotten is you know, there's not a lot of nice properties that will allow dogs. So I've now made all my properties dog-friendly, even my two Branson ones. On top of that, this winter, I did a complete makeover, decor makeover and everything of them. And I went ahead and I accepted dogs and I'm uh, still with the, the renovations and um, up my prices.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't, I don't have dogs every single time, but I'm fully booked through the high season, which I normally am. But the thing is, I'm fully booked for the what the eleventh summer in a row. But I'm making a lot more money.
0: Yeah, really good points. Really good points. So, so, so that's your um, Branson properties and your little place, the Hoover House. What about the latest mm-hmm. renovation?
1: So in the fall, I started getting, getting that little itch of, I got to do something. Um, I had a, a bunch of equity sitting, burning a hole in my pocket, which is never really a good thing that's burning a hole in your pocket. But I knew it was time to add to my portfolio. And this industry, it's addicting. It really is addicting, just the, the, the highs that you get from serving guests and the hospitality, it it just makes me light up. And I love doing it because I try to create a place of a peace and rest and for families to gather. And I knew this fall, I'm like, you know what, it's it's time to start looking for another place. But I wanted to be local. I wanted to be here at home. It's Missouri wine country. We have a lot of bed and breakfast type of places, and there's a handful of hotels. But other than that there's there's not a lot and the, the each of the local cities several of them have done studies on can we support another hotel and it's and the studies have come back that they're borderline yes the demand for lodging is there but it, the it, the hotel really has to think long and hard before they would set up you know they'd have to build another place The the more and the more i travel because i've traveled quite a bit in the last two years, photographing vacation rental properties. The more I, I travel, the more I love my home area and I love Missouri. And I want to bring people into the Missouri wine country and these little tiny towns. It, to me, the, the history and the location, it's fascinating and it's beautiful. So I told my realtor, I'm like, I'm looking for a place and she's not, not familiar with the vacation rental industry. People in my area really are not. When I set up my Hoover house and I talked to the different neighbors and told them what I was doing, they looked at me like I was crazy, like I had two heads. Like really, Union, Missouri? <laughs> okay, lady. <laughs> you know, my realtor started sending me information, but then uh, somebody that I'd done work for calls me and she says, Diane, I think I have the perfect place for you. So, OK, she goes, the old bank building and the little tiny house next to it are for sale. They're right behind one of my migrant houses in Martha'sville, Missouri. I'm like, oh, OK. So I looked up the listing and been for sale for a good nine months or so. And I started looking at it and I thought, you know what, I, I'd like to take a look at this. I've always been fascinated by history and renovation. And I just hadn't had the funds to do it and to, and find the place that was with character. Yet I knew would it be a money hole because, you know, older places can be an endless pit of money at times. So, um, I, I called Kim up. I said, Kim, I want to see this place. She's like, okay, okay. So she takes me in there, and I walk in, and I look up. and I'm like, this is it. Like Kim. I, I, I want to buy this. Uh, she's like, well, you know, the structure. Yes, yes. I'm like, I want a structural engineer to take a look. But just walking in, my gut tells me this is the place. And I, I, I follow my gut very, very closely Uh, I I just have a really good gut feeling. And so we walked through the exposed brick walls, the tin ceilings, two original vaults. The previous owner took such good care of the building, and he did all kinds of maintenance to it. We had um, a major flood in Missouri in 1993, and The next year in 94, he completely replaced all the hardwood floors on the main level because of flood damage and did a beautiful job with it. Uh, Then we went upstairs, original wood floors upstairs, exposed brick in every single room and still all those tin ceilings. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this has the character, it's the size for families and the price point of it is I know I can, I can make money. It's going to be a good return on investment. And then that came, what came along that with it next door was a little tiny, well, I say tiny house, but overall it's about 800 square feet. Um, it's a one-bedroom house, and we're not exactly sure the um, different additions that have been made over the years. Nothing in that house is level or straight my contractor, my brother who wants to be an engineer, uh my other brother that does flooring, anybody who walked into that house and had any sense of something being level or not, it they could tell immediately. They walk in and they look at me. They're like, this place is not level. You know like, it's not. <laughs> they're like, uh it's going to take us longer. We got to figure out some straight lines. I'm like I know your walls leaning in. I know. But you know, so it was definitely experience. So I was renovating two properties at the same time. Uh, You know, I've I've renovated properties before, um, had a business with my brother and we, he would renovate. And then we rarely, I think we only sold one house. We flipped one house and then we would said, nope, we're no longer flipping. So he would renovate and then we'd turn them into long-term rentals. Mm -hmm. So I have had a a lot of experience with what can go wrong so just entering this project of uh, one an historic building built in the late 1800s and two, it's two properties I, I knew going in that there'd be issues. I've also learned to let go of perfection in some areas. I haven't learned to do that in all areas but I, had, I realized sometimes it's good enough is good enough and not stress about some things. So things are finally open. The decor is not completely finished, but I'm not going to stress about it. But people are coming, guests are coming, and they're happy.
0: What did you build into this renovation that was specific for vacation rental? What you know when you, when you think you're renovating for, for just home use?
1: My three big things um, when I do a vacation rental versus a regular home. Um, one is the gathering area and a place for the, a table, a kitchen table. Um, that is a a big thing for families to gather is, I don't, I don't know about you, Heather, but when you get together with your family, um, and when I get together with my family, yeah, my parents have a big living room with couches, but we always, always end up at either the kitchen table or the table on the deck. That that's where we end up is, is around the table, whether we're playing cards, just sharing stories and having a drink. It, it doesn't matter. We always end up around the table. So my big things is one, having an area for people who come to gather around the table and have enough seating for each of those people. So if I'm going to sleep 10 people, I want a table for 10 people. Mm-hmm. I don't want a table for four or six. There's got to be room for everybody. And the second one is the bathroom. It's got to be nice. Not just clean, but nice. I'll go so far as even if it's a basic standard bathroom, all you got to do is change the shower head to give it a luxurious feeling. I, I pick up one of those big, giant rain shower heads from Lowe's that here it's like $35. And that's a simple little change, little upgrade, and suddenly there's something that people don't have at home that's, that's a, a step above. It gives them that luxury spa feeling. Like upstairs at the bank is a little tiny bathroom, and I mean tiny bathroom. The shower is like, I, don't, I didn't measure, it, but I'm guessing it's probably two and a half feet by two and a half feet, <laughs> not even three feet. I mean, it is like you get in there and, and you feel the walls type thing. It's tiny, but you know, we cleaned it up because it was pretty bad. Um, changed the shower head and put a white shower curtain on there. And now it, it just has that clean luxury feeling to it, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the, the big thing I did at the bank though, um, and, and the little Katie house, the little house next door is I really focused on making both of them handicap accessible this time where they are in Martha'sville they sit just one street over from what is the Katy Trail. And the Katy Trail is a rails-to-trails project. It's the longest rails-to-trails project in the country where they took old railroad lines and turned them into biking trails. And so the Katy Trail runs, I believe it's 247 miles total, and it goes across the state. And so we are just a block off of it, one street over. We, If you sit in the front of the house, you can see the trail, you see the bikes, bicyclists coming through. And so the other thing is, is there's not a lot of handicap accessible vacation rentals. Uh, my parents try to make theirs at least wheelchair-friendly. And in here, you know, in Missouri, I'm like, well, if I'm the first ones in Marthasville, the first vacation rentals in Marthasville, I'm going to set the bar high. I'm going to set, set the standard high. And there's also wedding venues. So I wanted a place that, you know, your your grandmother and your great-grandma can come and visit, um, have a place to stay that's really nice and can accommodate them. My, my own grandmas are at that point where they have a wheelchair with them or walking assistance, and they need – those grab bars in the shower and, and by the toilet, uh, they need the wider doorways. And I'm thinking, I want a place where my grandmas can come to. And I'm sure there's a lot of other grandmas and grandpas who would like to be able to travel like this. So I, I really focused on making sure that I had all the appropriate grab bars, the showers, by the toilets, the wide doorways, um, and, and ramps up into the properties as well. So in the bank, the main level, I created a huge master bathroom. Now, it's not connected to the bedroom on the main level, but it's, it's huge. <laughs> and, and it includes one of the vaults as well. Ideally, I wanted to make a vault into a shower, but then I realized that was, say, logistically speaking, not feasible. Um, but it was a great idea, right? The bathroom includes... The exterior door going outside, and we sealed that off and made it just part of the ambiance of the room. The shower is four feet by five feet and has a seat in it. Um, besides all the handicapped grab bars and the adjustable shower head that um, comes off to a handheld. Then, yeah, of course, the toilet's the right size with the grab bars, and then the the sink. And then, um, so in the vault. We made it into what could be considered a beauty bar, meaning there's a nice antique narrow table with chairs and lots of lighting and several and two giant mirrors where ladies or even men can come in and plug in hair dryers and curling irons and get do your makeup and get ready for a wedding or to go out to the wineries. Um, just a place to go in and do that. And then um, I made the other vaults into the laundry room. The walls are 26 inches thick, so you need a 30-inch drill bit to drill through them. It was quite fun. I, I, did, I made a video of the, the contractor drilling through. put that on my Facebook page for Missouri House. Um, okay, so back to your original question. Uh, gathering spaces, bathrooms, and then number three, the biggest beds you can possibly fit into the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And so I measured very carefully because I wanted to get those king beds in there because my target guests I knew I needed those king beds. Um the, the main level it's a little snug but you can definitely walk around it. You can still get to one side of the bed with a wheelchair. Um so it it worked. Same thing with the little Katie house. I measured and made sure that the doors could be opened. We, moved, we changed one door to a barn door style, so it would slide instead of open, so we could get that bed in there. And then I had to go find a bed frame that was as minimal as possible so that it would fit in there. So those are my, my three things when I'm renovating specifically for a vacation rental or building for a vacation rental is a nice bathroom, big beds gathering areas. And if I were actually building, I would put an attached bathroom to every single bedroom.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's some, I've always had this little bit of a bugbear when um, we've gone on vacation, let's say with Mike and Andrew, with the kids, that we always, somebody gets second best, you know, you either get Mm -hmm. the the master bedroom with the ensuite bathroom or you get the second bedroom, which doesn't have an ensuite. It's, (laughs) you know, it's shared with a further bedroom certainly if i if i was building a house every bedroom would have an ensuite bathroom or at least two of them would have ensuite bathrooms so families traveling together there is no argument both the both you know no one's getting the best no one's having to take second best because you get that little bit of resentment there um because the bigger bedroom often has the place to have the kids in there as well i I think that's that's a really really great point hey um when you're doing this renovation and you did mention when you first started building your very first home, you started promoting Mm -hmm. it when there was a hole in the ground. How how did you get the buzz going for, for these properties before they were completed?
1: As soon as I made the decision that I was going to do it and I had my contract signed, um, I started promoting and, and I mean, literally, as soon as contracts were signed. The day I closed on the bank in Katy, I went directly from the closing room at the um, at the title company to breakfast, a late breakfast with my realtor. And from there, we went straight to the properties. And I did a Facebook Live video saying, hey guys, look what's coming.
0: I remember seeing that and it was, you know, it's like, wow, you know, this is something new. And, and I, and I loved, I love the way you did it. You had plans for it, but just, just like you were saying about what we're doing at VRMA, you were doing it on the drip, just drip feeding
1: Little yes, bits of exactly. information. Yes. And so I, I did the video. Um, I made to, sh- made sure that the local people knew what was going on. Um, one of the big things, one of the good things, well, I guess could be bad too, but one of the things I love about where I live in Missouri is it's small town Missouri and you're no more than one degree of separation (laughs) from (laughs) practically everybody. Um, And I, and I'm sixth generation. So I am probably related to about a third of the people in the County as well. So everybody knows somebody in my family or there's a friend that knows somebody type thing. Um, So I made sure everybody knew in the area what's going on, even though I now don't necessarily my target guest is the area. I still wanted everybody to know because, again, one degree of separation, they've got friends, you know, elsewhere that would come in. And, And it's the whole word of mouth that that goes out. Uh, so I made sure uh, to also join the chamber of commerce as soon as I could, and uh, getting involved there. So um, I've, I've joined two chamber of commerce's so far in my local area, and um, yeah, I've just been dripping out little things and showing the progress of it, and and people they're riveted, they want to know what's going on, and I, I still need to do, and it it lasts. Video walkthrough of say, hey, here's what it is, what it looks like. But I had to get to the point where I could get money coming in instead of just going out first. So my focus has been getting into the point that I can have guests. So we've started um, with guests, and um, my second guest just arrived last night at the bank. the The other thing I'm doing is, like I said earlier, old school marketing. Um, Yesterday I mailed 335 postcards to everybody on the Chamber of Commerce list, all the businesses, and then in addition, different key people um, who are interested and who have helped and things like that. And I'm doing an open house on Wednesday. So I have invited the entire area to come in and and do a walkthrough and see in person. And those people that can't see in person, then I will do a Facebook Live video walkthrough to show everybody else online.
0: I love that. I love that you've, you know, you you know who who your guests are going to be. You know this demographic, your personas, um, and with, with all the businesses in the area inviting them in, that's genius.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's one of the things that I think a lot of vacation rental owners forget about is your local businesses because they bring people into the area, whether it's higher ups in the company. Or people just coming to visit. And word of mouth is, is the biggest, biggest thing. And letting also letting people in, knowing what's going on and not keeping it secretive and trying to fly under the radar. I, I don't fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. You know, I introduced myself to the city. Uh, my, and I need to go make a, um, a visit on Monday to the city of Marthasville and hand deliver the invite to them. Like I did with union last year with my Hoover house, he delivered my invite to the city administrator and he came, you know, he came and did a tour, loved it says, we love what you're doing. We support you hundred percent. If there's anything we can do to help you, please let us know.
0: I was talking to CJ Stamm last week about yeah. working with the networks and local suppliers and, and just getting people involved and his he had the same recommendation to so join your local chamber.
1: For sure. For sure. I mean, it's, and that's what the chamber is. There is it's these businesses who have said, yes, we want to support each other. We want to support business in our area. We are not going to, you know, be this huge, you know, Oh, only clients can come to us thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's everybody supports one another. Um I am highly supportive also of any other vacation rental owners in my area and in Branson, I direct comp competitors. I mean every time I see somebody buy in our little neighborhood in Branson, I try to give them a call and say, Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. I'm glad you guys are here. If there's anything I can do to help, just let me know. It's and then on top of that, I mean one of my competitors is also my dad. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes for interesting dinner conversations or the holidays at times. Um, and my brother, he's also a direct competitor, but, but that's fine. You know, we also share um, guests, overflow. So when we're booked, we say, hey, go check out my dad's place. Go check out my brother's place. I had a competitor there in Martha'sville. Um, because of that bike trail, we get a lot of one night stays of bicyclists because they'll start on the other side of the state and come through, and by the time they get to Marthasville, they want a, a real bed, an AC, and not be camping. So she uh, mistakenly double booked. Everybody goes through that one time, usually one time, and that's it. But she had double booked, and she calls me up and says, Tan, is your little place open? And I'm like, oh, no, it's not. However, let me think of who I've met in the past few months and who I've known, and we will find this guy a place to stay. Don't worry about it. So I call up um, my friend in Washington, the next town over, a few miles away. And I say, okay, do you or your friends have anything? And she's like, nope. And I say, okay. So then I remember, oh, yeah, Boone Monument Village, which is this incredible place. I just did a tour of it last week. Um, you can see pictures of it on my Missouri House Facebook page and the Instagram And it's a glamping type area and it's a wedding venue. They are just a half a mile off of the Katie trail and I am, and it's two miles from me. So I texted Justin and I said, Justin, I think you would be perfect fit for this um, coming through. I'm going to send Kay your information. Please expect your call. So I sent it over to Kay and 10 minutes later, I get a text message from her. She says, yep, Justin's got him taken care of. Like, Mm -hmm. Perfect.
0: Yeah, that's, so, that's excellent. That's, that's just collaboration in force.
1: It is. And, you know, when you're in a little area where there's not much lodging, period, you know, it, you can, it can get stressful and for sure. You stand by other people and try to help them find the best place, even if it's not your place.
0: Yeah, that is, that is great. Hey, Tyanne, we're sort of um, running out of time here, and I just so enjoyed hearing you talking about the renovation of the bank house and the katie house next door and hoover house and the missouri house (laughs) 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 and i'll be putting links to all these on on the show notes so if anybody wants to come along and take a look at uh at those properties uh of tyans you can and i'll put links to your facebook page and whatever else you send me i'll I'll put links to (laughs) All right, so but but while we've got a few minutes left, I just wanted to talk about um v r mastered and the next session and uh, and what actually happens there because I'm sure people are, really if they haven't heard of it before, you know what is this thing
1: yeah, so Vacation rental boot camp um Alana Schroeder, the distinguished guest um she is one of my she is my best friend in the industry and and we've become personal best friends, so not just industry but personal best friends. Um, I think I talked to her more than I talked to my own mom. So we created this um, a year and a half ago. And our first one we had in Mexico, it sold out. Um, Second one we had last fall in Nashville, Tennessee, and it was a pretty full, almost sold out group. And it's a complete labor of love. So we realized, oh, we can't do two in a year. We're doing one a year. The next one is going to be Santa Cruz, California, October 4th through 8th. And we decided we would switch up the location each time. That way people can be, you can be closer to where you personally live or you can travel, but it it just gives a little bit of variance. And um, what really sets us apart is two things. One, we only accept 20 people. That is it. 20 is our max. And we have four industry experts. So myself, Alana, and we've got our two industry experts that are going to um, share, um, join us this time. We're going to have Jessica Volzel with Guest Hook. And um, this is her second time joining us. And then our fourth one is brand new uh, for joining us. And that's going to be Conrad O'Connell.
0: That's uh-huh. really, that, I, I, was, I was hoping <laughs> you were going to announce who, who that was because Conrad is just, he's just amazing. You know, he's worked with us with our company. And and uh, yeah, I endorse whatever Conrad does
1: 100%. Yes, he is just brilliant. So he's going to be talking about um, Facebook business and Facebook ads. Those are going to be his two main focus points. So we wanted to bring somebody in that was more advanced, not just the basic Facebook, because we are having people coming back again and again. So we wanted to just, you know, do the next step up for that. And so we've got Conrad to come in. We're very excited about that. So you have four industry experts, 20 people. So it's a very, very limited edition boutique type of event. Um, The second thing that makes us stand out is the length of time. We ask you for five days and People look at us and they say, five days. Are you serious? That is a lot of time to take away from our family and our businesses because by the time you add the travel on either end, you're talking a good solid week out of their life. And I said, yeah, yeah. But by the time you get to day two, you're looking at us and saying, we only have three days left. Why isn't this longer? We need two weeks. We need more time. We need two months. And that's that's all we can give people <laughs> is five days. But we have a secret Facebook group that we continue to um, teach and educate and, and um, encourage people and celebrate successes and help with bumps that come in the road of hosting and being an owner. But those are the two big things is it's how limited number of people and the the time frame. It's a longer time frame. But we go from seven thirty in the morning to six PM at night usually. And then we have events afterwards. So you you're with these people for five days. And I know some people who are very much introverted and they think, Oh my gosh, I cannot handle being around people that long. I understand. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons we hold it at a hotel versus a vacation rental area is because you can take breaks, go back to your room for a little bit, recharge, and then come back um, and get more information. A lot of people have said, um, told us, you know, the information you give, it's like opening up a, a, a hydrant, a fire hydrant, and it's just coming at you. And there's so much information Uh, Alana and I share our, our personal, uh, flow, our personal workflow, our personal stories in owning and hosting and the struggles we've gone through and what we've learned from them and helping people to not make those mistakes, you know, try and really help them not to make that double booking that everyone goes through, help them make it through the hot summer, summer season of people freezing up the air conditioners, Mm -hmm you know, helping them to set those expectations and communication with their guests and being the best host that you can possibly be.
0: Well, I've, I've spoken to people who've done this, as I said earlier, and, and they endorse it 110%. So uh, that's pretty much a good testimonial to what you and Alana are doing. So I'll put a link to that on the show notes as well. So if anybody wants to uh, ask Tyanne about that, you will be able to go directly to her through that link. Tyann, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. I'm not going to talk about VRMA anymore. We, we, we dropped a couple of hints, and I think <laughs> we'll, we'll probably leave it at that. We'll be hinting more over the next couple of months. But just to fi- suffice to say that that Tyann, myself, and Andy McNulty from TouchStay will be um, delivering a presentation at VRMA this
1: year in Las Vegas on the MGM Grand stage. <laughs> That's right. Yep. A Brit and an American and a Canadian. And we got to put this, whatever we're doing together from three different countries. Yes. Two different continents.
0: Yes. It's going to be challenging, but it will be worthwhile at the end. Absolutely. Hey, Diane. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you again. And uh, I know I won't see you again until uh, until we meet up face to face (laughs) in October. But we will be talking,
1: talking very frequently in between. Yes, and thank you again for having me. I sincerely appreciate it.
0: Gosh, that was that was so interesting. I mean, talking about this, this renovation of a um historical property and what Tyann did to to make it just right for the demographics she knows are going to come in and uh, occupy that property. And the same with the Katie House next door that that one's going to accommodate people perhaps stopping for one night it's just maybe one person on their own on a bike trip or maybe a couple um so she very clearly knows who her guests are going to be and she has created these properties to suit those guests not and then this is this is the issue if um we're going to be um talking in future episodes about the, um, the idea of building a house purely for vacation rental and, and all the different steps that you have to go through to make that happen, it's going to be the same as, as Tiyana has just done with the bank house, you know, renovating it to suit the types of people that are going to come in, and um, you know, j- just creating the space for them. And then knowing it's going to get booked because you have that space that people want. So this has been quite a long episode, so I'm tying it up right now. If you've got any questions for ty or for me, just please go to the show notes and, um, and put your suggestions uh, or questions down there. And of course, you can contact me directly at cottage- heather at I See, I'm getting ahead of myself. Heather at cottageblogger.com. And, uh, and I'll get back to you. So I am back to doing some troubleshooting, putting out some fires with uh, guests that are currently in properties and some issues that we have, currently have around about 150 families out there, uh, having hopefully a great time. Uh, The heat is off now. It's, um, It's absolutely gorgeous outside. So hopefully everybody's outside enjoying the summer and not worrying too much about getting too hot or not having AC or being bitten by mosquitoes or deer fly but they will come, I know. So thank you so much again for joining me this week and I'll be with you again next.
1: This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit
0: cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads and strategies to help you achieve profit
1: from your vacation rental business.